Hey everyone, talking about hypnosis, how to lose weight with hypnosis today. So let's get into it. Specifically, what suggestions will help you lose weight the best way possible, all right? And so this is the core of my approach to weight mastery is the hypnotic suggestions that you're given and that you give yourself most importantly. So let's start by talking about what some of those are. I mean, what are some what are hypnotic suggestions? Let's just talk about this a little bit. So right off the bat, just the kind of general overview is you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Okay. The subconscious part of your mind is the part that's in control of your eating behaviors. And so how people typically try and approach weight loss, they try and use willpower to fight against their subconscious programming. And this is relatively ineffective, okay, because you're not designed to be that way. You're not designed to consciously have to force yourself to behave in a certain way constantly. You're meant to be pretty much be on autopilot. So what we want to do in this process of, of using hypnosis is we want to influence the subconscious mind, you know, and um, that we do that through hypnotic suggestions. And so you do not need to be in a deep trance. You don't need to be in any trance at all to have hypnosis work on you. Hypnosis is just the process of influencing your subconscious mind. And so we use suggestions to do that. And so um, the, a few key things about your subconscious mind to make sense of what hypnotic suggestions we're gonna give ourselves. So two big things about your subconscious mind, it does not understand negatives, okay? So if I say, don't think about a banana, you're thinking about a banana. So typically how people approach weight loss, they say, don't think about the ice cream, don't think about the cookies, right? And so that's not what we wanna do because that causes our subconscious mind to think about the exact thing we don't wanna, don't wanna eat. And the second thing that makes this even worse is that our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between vivid imagination and reality. Okay. This is why you can watch a movie or a TV show. That's, that's why it's enjoyable because you know, you're, you're not, it's not real, but your mind makes it somewhat real. And so you get the experience of whatever you're watching to some degree, right? You have these mirror neurons that light up, um, and, and you get to experience that. Okay. So when we give ourselves suggestions, we want to tell ourselves what we want to do. Okay. So this is biggest challenge for most people because you're so used to, when you want to lose weight, you're so fixated on what you don't want to do right? That, that everything's about what you don't want, which is the exact opposite way that you would want to influence your subconscious mind. With your subconscious mind, you want to tell it exactly what you want it to do, right? So this sounds basic and simple. I understand that. And it sounds just kind of like semantics. Semantics matter, right? If I say, don't eat the cookie or, or drink water, <laughs> those are two totally different things, right? Um, so don't eat the cookie. You're thinking about the cookie and not eating it. Right. And so drink water, eat a salad, don't eat anything fast. You know, all these words mean different things to our subconscious mind, but our subconscious mind is very, very literal. All right. So we want to be very, very specific with what we say to it. So the suggestions that we'll give ourselves are about what we want to do, how we want to think, how we want to feel. And so this is a, you know, th this is where things diverge very quickly from typical weight loss approaches and really approaches to creating change in your behaviors and in your life. You know, you're going to notice that you tend to approach things you want to change in your life in terms of what you don't want about them. I don't want to be overweight. I got to stop eating cookies and ice cream. I got to stop doing this, right? All, all this is what you want to stop doing. So we want to talk about what we want to do. So in this sense, it becomes a never ending process of programming ourselves because we're up in our head talking to ourselves constantly, right? You're, you're up in your head talking to yourself. That's why we say you're your own best or worst hypnotist. You're always up there talking to yourself and that's influencing you. 
So we want to take control of that process. You don't realize it right now, most likely, but it is that internal dialogue that never stops that probably is the biggest impact on your weight of anything because it influences your behavior so powerfully. All right. So some suggestions that you give yourself now, I, I'm, I'm going to give you suggestions too. I, I promise you. Um, but I, I'm going to give them to you as examples because I'm not a big believer that you could just go see a hypnotist and they could just hypnotize you and, you know, just change everything. Right. The best form of hypnosis is when you do it to yourself and you give yourself very specific suggestions. Okay. So you are your best or worst hypnotist. So you learn how to influence your subconscious mind. That's ultimately going to get you the best results that you can get. Okay. And once you understand this process, you'll also be able to protect yourself from negative suggestions. And you are getting negative suggestions constantly. Every single advertisement you see is a hypnosis session that is trying to influence your subconscious mind. Everyone. Food ones, every ad, every ad you see. So it's important to start to recognize where these suggestions are coming at you so you can defend yourself from them. And then it's important to learn how to do this so that you can give yourself positive suggestions day in and day out, week in and week out, so you start getting the results you want. So some suggestions. Um, one of my favorite ones and one of the core ones in my Program Yourself Thin course is that nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels, okay? So I'll just, I didn't know this was a problem until somewhat recently. I know this is, you know, some people think of this as an anorexic phrase. Um, I don't think of it that way. You know, again, uh, notice the healthy part. So I just wanted to address that. So I think it's important that um, this suggestion is a good one because what it's doing is it's training your subconscious mind to focus on the consequence of your eating decisions. You know, so often where fixated through every added food ad you see, they're focusing you on the eating of the food, right? But if you can start to train your subconscious mind to focus on the consequence of what food decisions you make, you're going to start to make different food choices, okay? So the idea of nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels is a way to orient yourself towards the consequence of the food decision you make rather than just focus on the consumption of it, just the eating of it. Um, and that can be really helpful. And so the next step becomes, I'll give you a couple more kind of general ones. Um, and general ones are good for sure. But ultimately, you want to start giving yourself positive suggestions. And simultaneously, again, it's, it's a 50-50 process of understanding how to hypnotize yourself. Is And, and I, just, I just said hypnotize yourself. Let me just address that real quick. You don't have to go into a deep trance. All right. So it's much more about hypnosis is less about going into a trance state than it is how suggestions are landing. So you could watch a commercial for some food that you really love and you could be sitting there not thinking about it at all. All of a sudden you see that commercial, you're not in a trance. I mean, you're in a, a, a subtle trance, I suppose, if you want to call it that. But in that receptive state, you might all of a sudden see this advertisement for the food that you like a lot and all of a sudden you're thinking about it. Now all of a sudden you're craving it. Okay, so it's that simple. So don't think of hypnosis as the trance part. Think of it as the process of giving your subconscious mind suggestions that impact how you feel and ultimately how you behave. That, that's a much better way to think about hypnosis. And the truth is, you're always hypnotizing yourself. You always have been and you always will. There's no way around it. Problem is, you don't probably realize you've been hypnotizing yourself and you're not utilizing it. You're not doing it proactively. You're just doing it the way you've been programmed to do it. Okay. So when you start to realize what your specific situation may be, 
So I'm going to give you some examples that are going to be way more effective than my general suggestions. So let's just say, for example, that you want to you want to drink water when you get up, right? Let's just say one of your habits you'd like to install, and of course you can apply this to anything. So let's understand if that's not your specific habit, you could do this with anything. Let's just say that tomorrow morning you want to wake up and you want to drink some water. You want to start having that, that habit. So what most people do is they'll say, okay, I want to make sure I wake up tomorrow and I want to drink water, okay? But that's a conscious process you just ran, right? This idea that logically I want to wake up tomorrow, I want to drink some water, that's what I want to do. Okay. That's purely conscious. And so it hasn't really been internalized. You haven't suggested to your subconscious mind. We're not speaking your subconscious mind's language when we just say, oh yeah, I want to make sure I drink some water tomorrow. Okay. So the hypnotic process of turning that, I want to drink water tomorrow morning into a suggestion that our subconscious mind understands is to imagine it the way it's going to go. Okay, so what we want to do is understand that your subconscious mind is like a computer in the sense that it's just running processes. And so you have a good idea how tomorrow's going to go, right? You got an idea when you're going to wake up tomorrow, where you're going to wake up, what you're going to do as soon as you wake up, what you're going to do right after that. And you have a pretty good idea how your process is going to run tomorrow morning, right? So tomorrow's Thursday morning. Thursday mornings might be a little different than Sunday mornings, right? So you've got a pre-programmed plan for tomorrow morning. And if I asked you to write down exactly what you're going to do tomorrow, you could probably describe it exactly what you're going to do. And that is how your subconscious mind works. It's very process oriented. The idea of like, I'm going to drink some water tomorrow means almost nothing to your subconscious mind. It's so vague. It means very little. So the alternative to speak to your subconscious mind would be to imagine yourself. Well, and first we can start logically. When do you want to drink the water? So I want to drink it in the morning. Okay. When in the morning? Let's just say, as soon as I wake up, I want to brush my teeth and then I want to drink a glass of water. Maybe you want to do that, maybe you don't, but I'm just for a point. So now all of a sudden we're starting to speak the subconscious mind's language. So now to install that subconscious suggestion, ideally what we want to do is we'll close our eyes and we want to imagine ourselves waking up, brushing our teeth exactly where we do it at, and then filling up a glass of water, drinking it, putting it down, and then going on to the next thing. Okay, so that's really the, the secret to installing it into our subconscious mind, because now it's about now it's about um, programming it in so that you it's, it's within the process of the morning. Do you see we've gone from something vague? I want to drink water tomorrow morning to now we've installed it into our subconscious mind through our imagination. So we've installed it right into the middle between when we brush our teeth to Let's just say you brush your teeth usually, and then you walk downstairs and eat breakfast, okay? And so now we've installed it right into that spot. And so what happens is your subconscious mind is always, um, it's associative, okay? So it's always linking things together. So by doing this through our imagination, what you've done by imagining it in a light, you don't even have to be in a trance, you just imagine it. When you imagine yourself, let's just say in your bathroom is where you're going to drink the water, okay? You brush your teeth, then you fill up a glass of water and you drink it there. Let's just say that's how you want to do it. When you imagine that all of a sudden you are programming your mind to associate the bathroom, the environment, um, brushing my teeth, and then the behavior of drinking the water, okay? So this is much more in depth than just saying, I wanna drink some water tomorrow. You see how vague that is compared to imagining when you're gonna do it, where you're going to do it, how you're going to do it. So as you imagine that, it's a much more in depth process, right? 
but it's easy too, you know? So it's like, all you have to do is just kind of install it into your subconscious mind. And now the chances of you doing it tomorrow are much, much greater because what you've done is you have through your imagination. And again, remember your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between vivid imagination and reality. You've installed that behavior into your neurology to some degree. You've now taken something that's already there, brushing my teeth, being in the bathroom, and now you have added in a new behavior. So does it guarantee you're gonna do it tomorrow? No, of course not. But does it make it more likely than saying, oh, I wanna make sure I drink water tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Because now you have much more specific detail of when you're gonna do it, how you're gonna do it, how it's gonna feel, and then how it's gonna feel to do the next thing after that. That's how your subconscious mind works. All right. So the more you use your imagination, you naturally are bringing in more of these associations and then you attach your desired behavior uh, that makes it happen. Okay. So that's just, that's a specific one to install a, uh, a behavior in there. And then there's a lot of generalized suggestions you can give yourself. Now, again, the more specific you make these, the better, right? So some of the ones I like are, you know, food is fuel, 80% fuel, 20% fun. Right. And so that's a suggestion I give myself to think about food so that 80% of the time when I'm deciding what food I'm going to eat, I'm basing it on fuel, right? What's going to fuel and nourish my body. 20% of it is going to be for fun. And so that sits well with me. Okay. That's a, that's a number that I feel good about. So if that number doesn't sit with you, you pick what you want. But what happens is you're reprogramming your mind to start thinking about food in a different way. So you start thinking about it as this fuel still be fun. Partly we don't want to get rid of it, the fun part of it. We want to just regulate the numbers. You know, and so as you start orienting yourself to 80% of food that I'm going to put in my body is primarily for fuel, to fuel the, the engine and the machine here, and 20% is for fun, that becomes a paradigm shift in how you think about food. And that clearly is going to help you to, to move along and um, start making healthier food choices, okay? Because you start thinking about differently. If you primarily start thinking about food as fuel, it's going to cause you to choose different foods to eat. Right. Whereas if you only think about it as fun, you, that's obviously you're just thinking about what do I want to eat? You know, just what's going to be tantalizing on the taste buds. And so as you start going more in depth, um, you know, that kind of works. So um, there's a lot more to this, you know, but, but again, these are kind of the general suggestions. So the key things about installing these suggestions, calm yourself and relax your body. You want to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, have a suggestion ready to go and then imagine it. OK. And so, again, this idea you know, that's why I have a lot of hypnosis sessions that, that my clients use because repetition is very helpful when it comes to installing suggestions um, and then making them very specific to your situation is another helpful thing. And so, again, you can come up with your own suggestions based on what your challenges are, but start to notice that you're already giving yourself suggestions. The way that you think about food is suggestions, right? So how you think about, you know, cookies and ice cream it's how you're thinking about it's dictating how much you're eating more than anything else. All right. And so start to pay attention to that process. And then you can go to work on generating the suggestions um, that, that start to get you moving in the direction you want. But so much of it is just how you're thinking about it. So I hope that all helps you out. So if you uh, if you have any questions about weight loss in your own specific situation, um, feel free to ask them and, and I will get to them. Um, someone says, how does it work? I feel like I've been kind of explaining that. I mean, again, it's really an approach on really influencing your subconscious mind. So, you know, I always say this to people. I mean, if you've been trying to lose weight for a long time, you know, there's a good chance that you have no clue about your subconscious mind, right? And so the chances of you ever losing weight are, are so tiny because, right? Think about this, right? I always like to ask this question that 
how do you explain? I'm going to say, if you're watching this, you've probably been trying to lose weight for a long time, right? How do you explain the fact that you want to lose weight so badly? You obsess on it for probably decades. You think about it all the time. And yet every time you go to lose weight to eat better, there's some party that compels you to eat the wrong foods. How do you explain that, right? What's your explanation for this? Right? Now think about this. If you've been trying to lose weight for literally decades, how can you have no real understanding of why is it that you can't change your behaviors? Right? There's no explanation that you have in your mind. I know this. I ask it every day. <laughs> no one ever really comes up with much. I don't know. What do you think? You're just addicted? What's that mean? Right? Like what? You have no willpower? What's that mean? You know? You're flying blind. So if you want to lose weight, you know, um, you got to start to understand what you're working with, specifically your brain, right? What, what's your brain doing? How is it? How is it that you want this so bad? I, mean, I, I saw someone yesterday, they're like, oh, I've been trying for 45 years to lose weight. Okay. If you've been trying for 45 years, 20 years, it's time for you. Use this opportunity right now <laughs> while you're here. Use this opportunity to take a step back and say, what the hell? How, how can I be 20 years into this and have no clearer idea of how to lose weight than I did when I started? Right? How is this possible? It makes me crazy, you know? How can, how can the whole population, you know what I mean, be headed towards overweight and obesity, you know? And, and not a solution in sight, apparently, right? Short of what, medicine? You're going to take that diabetic medicine? Is that what you want to do? You want to get on that stuff, <laughs> Right? This stuff is, is again, I'm not saying there's, not a, there's a place for medicine for sure, but it's like this, this idea that you're going to, this is an extreme medicine for, for type two diabetics. You really want to be on that for the rest of your life, you know, Whew. you know, because, and I get it. I get it. when people get hopeless and desperate, they'll do anything, you know, and that's probably how you feel about your weight loss, you know, to some degree, hopeless and desperate. I just made a video. Like I, I just thought of this word today. I was doing a, a, a coaching call. And um, I was thinking this word like diet trauma, right? Where we're literally, literally, you know, you're, you're, you've tried to lose weight so many times for so long. And the real trauma comes from when you've lost the weight and then put it back on, right? That's the big trauma. And now what, it, what that means in, in a practical way is that when anytime you think about losing weight, what's going on is you're activating your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze response. And... What that means is that you're not thinking clearly, right? When you think about your weight, when you think about losing weight, you get stressed and tense and, and specifically what's going on, the, the big part. So it's not good physically, right? It affects you physically, biochemically. When your sympathetic nervous system is activated, it's not helpful for losing weight biochemically. But the big problem is what's going on with your brain, okay? Every time you activate your sympathetic, your fight, flight, or freeze response, all the blood goes from your brain out to your muscles. And so what happens is your brain to a certain degree kind of shuts down. The, the, the higher level functioning, the thinking levels of your brain are shutting down every time you're thinking about weight loss, you know? And so when you think about losing weight, this is why you keep trying the same thing. If you take a step back from your weight loss and look at it, I think you'll quickly realize I have no real plan. I, your plan is that you hope you get motivated. You hope motivation angel will come and visit you. <laughs> You know, you just, you have no control over the motivation and you just, you're just hoping that you'll spontaneously get motivated, you know, to do what, to follow a diet, to force yourself to eat better, you know? And so even your, your subconscious associations to losing weight are all so negative, 
right? Even to the point, right? Think about this. When you think about losing weight now, right? And, and losing weight, say so we almost have to separate it, right? Because there's losing weight now. And most people think that is a very negative thing deprivation. It's miserable. It doesn't last. That sucks, right? It's boring. All this negative stuff. It's hard. And let's flip the other side though. Let's think about the, the consequence of becoming healthier, of becoming leaner, of becoming, of nourishing your body, of feeling more relaxed and calm, of feeling better about yourself, right? We think about that and getting your weight and your health under control is the most valuable thing you can do. It's the most pleasurable thing you can do. Right between even making money and, and having the body you want and looking the way you want and feeling the way you want, that's the royal road to pleasure. So it's the most pleasurable thing you can do in your life. And yet, subconsciously, it feels like shit. Right. That's be honest, right? That's your when you think about losing weight, the first initial reaction is like, oh shit, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose weight. <laughs> you want you want to be thin, you don't want to do the process, you know? And so you have this, what we call in, in my world, incongruency. You consciously want to lose weight as much as anything in the world. Subconsciously, you do not want to lose weight. You associate weight loss with being the shittiest process, one of the shittiest things you can imagine doing. You don't want to do it. You know, it's like, it's crazy when you think about it that way, isn't it? But it rings true. Tell me it doesn't ring true, right? I know it does because I've been doing this for over 20 years, 30 years personally. And so it's like, I know how you think about your weight more than you do. I promise you, <laughs> because I focus on the subconscious piece that no one talks about. And it's friggin' insane. <laughs> it is insane. 70% of the population wants to lose weight. Well, no, you know what? 70% of the population is overweight or obese. I would say like 85% of the population wants to lose weight. You know, even if they're not overweight, technically people always want to lose weight, look better. Um, so the reason I say that is that it's like, it's like everyone wants this and there's no real solutions. You know, it's like the newest solution now is what that, that stupid medicine. And I'm not saying it's not stupid, but it's just like, we're just grasping at straws. Oh, please let this work. You know, let me take this really intense medicine and uh, maybe that'll be the solution, you know? And so how is this? I don't know how can it be. I mean, I got my theories, you know, I think it starts with the diets, you know, and, and you don't, realize probably that the these diets are wolves in sheep clothing you know you got to know that um weight watchers owned by was owned by heinz right jenny craig was owned by nestle uh nutrisystem was owned by the company that owns was owned by unilever the company that owns ben and jerry's uh atkins food products was owned by the company that owns onions pretzels and cinnabon do you think these companies really want you to stop eating processed foods. <laughs> Does that make any sense? You know, I don't know anything, but it's like, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it seems to me that it, when we put two and two together here, that no one has a real sense of how to lose weight. And all the places that we're looking to, to tell us how to lose weight are all owned by giant food companies. <laughs> I always say like, I, I swear you, I'll tell you that, you know, I'll let you all know if it would be the first to know if, if Heinz calls me up and says, Hey, we want to buy program yourself then and put it out to the, to the world. Cause it's a great program. It's going to help people lose weight. And, uh, we want to get it out there to the world. <laughs> when I get that call from, from Nestle or, uh, Heinz or any of these other food companies, I'll, I'll let you know, I promise. Okay. But I'm not expecting that call anytime soon. Cause I don't think they really want people to lose weight. I think what happens is with a diet is it's so inadequate and it's such a, 
it's basically a tactic. You know what I mean? Like each diet is kind of like the one tactic. Oh, stop eating carbs. Uh, count your points. Stop eating for 12 hours at a time. You know, whatever, whatever, right? It's one thing, you know? And it's like, how could it be? You know what I mean? Like, like you're, you're a complex human being. How, how changing your eating, your eating is, is interweaved with every aspect of who you are as a person. And so you think like, what, you're going to come with some, some plans going to come out on, on Monday and you're just going to start following it perfectly. How? <laughs> right. And again, I'm not blaming you. So I don't, I don't mean, I want this to come off negative, but it's just, if you're ever going to change your weight, like for real, um, you, you've got to start by, by looking at the situation as it is, you know, cause again, I always do this now if you want, if, if you don't mind write in, how long have you been trying to lose weight for? Like, how long has it been? You know, how many years? Let, let's be honest, right? It's probably years. It's probably decades if I had to guess. But if, if you don't mind writing that in, how long have you been trying to lose weight for? How long have you been struggling with it for? You know, and you'll see these numbers pop. I ask this all the time. And it's like, how can it be? You know, because I know, I know you're all smart people. Every one of my clients is, is super duper smart. And so how are they struggling with weight loss? How is everyone struggling? You know, how's this happening? And I think that to me, it's that there's no complete plan that's put out there. There's no holistic approach to weight loss that I can even think of. I, I, yeah, I've been doing this for years, 40 years. Thank you. Thank you, Suze. I appreciate you writing that. And I know it's not easy to say that. I understand that. Okay. The first step I think is you just got to face it. You know, you got to face it and you got to face the fact that you've got no friggin' idea how to lose the weight, you know, because that's the first step. You know, and it's the first step of, of really like, if you really want to lose weight, it, well, okay. So let me make something clear to you. Like, and you'll see this, right? You notice the language I'm using. It's just a different world. Okay. But the first step is this, how do I get it done? I need help. All right. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it. Um, let me know where you're at. G give me your, how much weight would you like to lose? What's your biggest challenge? Okay. Let me know that. And I'll, I'll give you specific, you know, some specifics I can get. But let me give you this, okay? This is the first step. Let, let's kind of embark on this journey together and let's start with a common goal, right? Because if you articulated what your goal is right now, I'm going to guess, right? Was that, was that Johnny Carson, right? He used to do the thing, right? The, the, the Kreskin thing, right? Um, <laughs> like, I bet your goal is that you want to lose, lose the weight as quick as you can, right? I just want to lose the weight, right? When in reality, you don't want to just lose the weight. That's a shitty goal. It's a shitty short-term, not accurate goal. And your, what I say earlier, your subconscious mind is literal. It's like a computer. You can't program a computer by saying, oh, okay, just kind of do this. You got to be very specific, right? Same thing with your subconscious mind. So the idea like, I just want to lose weight is the shittiest goal. It means nothing to your subconscious mind. Compare that to, I want to return to my goal weight and I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. Is that a better goal? Does that, is that a little more inspiring to you? Right. I'm not saying you know how to do it, but isn't that a better goal? Yeah, someone says long times, like since my mother was buying Husky pants at Sears in the sixties, <laughs> right? Husky pants. Right. So it's like, yeah, that, that's just 50, 60 years, you know? Yeah. I want the slim version of me to get out. Yeah. I hear you. Right. And it's in there, you know, 204, 69 years old, five, six on Ozempic, but I want to get off it. I lost 45 pounds since July. Great job. Great job. How's your experience with Ozempic been? You know, because let people know. I, I I work with a couple of people that are on it, and everyone responds differently. I understand that, and um, they're type two diabetics. Okay, but 
it's been a pretty it's a, it's just extreme medicine. It's not, it's not like taking an aspirin, you know. Like we got to think of this again. There's a time and a place for medicines, no doubt. Okay, but very often that time and place is not, we're not there yet, you know. Someone says I need to lose forty pounds. I lost it six times in life. Regained it five years ago. I'm four weeks into PYT. Lulu, you you wrote to me today. Is that is that you who wrote to me today, Lulu? Because I'm, I'm not sure your name here compared to someone else. Let me know if that's you, by the way, because I'll just answer you right here. I was about to answer right after I got off of this. Um, so, so the goal right off the bat, right? So that's the first thing, okay? Because the dieting's got your mind all twisted up backwards and all in knots, right? Okay, okay. So yeah, let's, first of all, just, I'll just, <laughs> excuse me, everybody. I just want to get this, because can you get on the office hour calls, right? Can you get on those Tuesdays and Thursdays? Because that would be the best way that we can fix that. Well, let's start there. And if you can do that, we'll, we'll work on that. Because um, I can absolutely help you with this stuff, you know. And that's the key thing. So, so okay. So let me start Let me start at the beginning here. The, the first goal is that you don't want to lose weight. Okay, you got to stop saying that. You know, like, and again, this is going to sound silly to you, but I promise you this, this is what's going on. Your subconscious mind is, um, I need a weight loss drug, something to take my appetite away. Well, I'm going to suggest that you don't need a weight loss drug. You need to change your... Uh, you need to change your thinking, okay? There is no weight loss drug, really, okay? And there's always side effects. But let's get to the appetite in a second. But okay, so your subconscious mind is very, very literal. So when you say, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, what happens is you're literally just talking about losing weight. And the big challenge is even if you get yourself to lose some weight is you tend to put it back on at some point. And I think it's because literally all you're saying is I need to lose weight. So once you lose the weight, your mind's like, well, what do we do now? put the weight on so we can lose it again. <laughs> so I think saying you want to lose weight is the goal is it's not true. You know, it's kind of like saying, I just want to get out of debt. I just want to get out of debt. I just want to get out of debt. No, you don't want to get out of debt. You want to get out of debt and then have an abundance of money. Ask for what you want. Okay. And what you want is not to lose weight. You want to lose weight, get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life of your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the goal. Is it not? Is there anyone here who wouldn't want that goal over just losing weight? Right. And that goal is so important on the beginning, because when you just want to lose weight, that's all you care about is losing weight. All you care about is just how fast I can lose it. And then you'll start doing any any plan you find as extreme as it is. The more extreme, the better in that situation. You just want to lose the weight. I don't care what I got to do. And so what's happening is when you think about weight loss, you're so oriented subconsciously to short term. You think of dieting as a short term. I just want to lose the weight. Well, what then? I don't give a shit. Once I lose the weight, I'll figure it out then. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. Don't you realize that now? I mean, how many more times do you need to go through this and people you know have to go through it where they lose the weight and put it back on? You're not going to figure it out. You have to start day one saying, I want to live at my goal weight because then all of a sudden you start orienting yourself subconsciously to long-term sustainable plans and methods and solutions. I can't tell you how important this is. You've been hypnotized by the diet industry. They're always showing you pictures of before and after. So you're primarily thinking, I just want to look better. They're showing you fast results is what they're promising. So I just want to lose weight as quick as possible. It's usually unsustainable plans. You're fine with that. It's going to be a little while anyways. I just want to lose the weight. It's keeping you in a trance. That that lose weight as fast as you can is a trance that's keeping you stuck in this merry-go-round of diets and, and struggling with weight your whole life. Okay. Um, so it needs to be a different approach right from the get-go, all right? Um, sick at first, kidney problems in summer, raising heart, constipation. My goal is good. 165, my perfect. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're the one that's on. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, sick at first. So the Ozempic. Okay, I'm telling you this, and, and the same for the person who says they want the weight loss drugs. I'm gonna take my appetite away. There are natural, healthy ways to take your appetite, not not away. You don't want your appetite away. You want see because again, I'm telling you, like with with the core of hypnosis. So let me say this for those of you who weren't there in the beginning is that. I believe that you need to learn how to hypnotize yourself to lose weight and, and to live at your goal weight forever, okay? Um, because your subconscious mind's running your weight. And so, you know, I could hypnotize you and I could help you lose some weight short term pretty easy. But for you to master your weight, you've got to master your mind because this process never ends. It's, this is a marathon you're on. It's a never ending marathon. Don't let that freak you out because how long do you want to lose the weight for? What? What, forever? <laughs> right? Okay. So you need to come up with strategies that are going to allow you to live at your goal weight forever. All right? And so stop with thinking short-term quick fixes. You know, people are so invested in chasing the short-term, you know, shortcut, short-term things that they never just invest the energy in just mastering this area of their lives. It ain't rocket science. And ironically, weight mastery is a lot easier than weight loss. You see, every time you're, you're focused on weight loss, it's this... It's this overcorrection. It's really hard because you want to get the results so fast that you have to follow really difficult plans. And so weight mastery is much more logical and rational. And ironically, it's a lot easier. It takes a little longer. Okay. But so what? You know, when you're when people are writing, oh, I've been trying this for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Okay. Take a step back from the process and look at yourself. We call this going meta, right? You float above yourself and, and look at your situation from a different perspective. And if you've been struggling with your weight for 40 years, 30 years, can you can you start bringing some patience into this process and start using a different approach, right? This obsession with quick results is keeping you trapped, you know? So so right off the bat, it's got to be a different way. And um, yeah, for any of you think about the medicine, again, yeah, sick at first, kidney problems in summer, raising heart, constipation, that's the Ozempic, okay? This isn't, it's not, it's not a vitamin. You understand? It's not a, it's not a little aspirin. It's intense stuff that's, that's for type two diabetics, okay? So again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't consider medication, but I would consider it a last resort, you know, really approach it in a different way. And the different way I would suggest is that you, so my approach is really mindset-based, lifestyle-based, and then eating-based, okay? What most people are doing is they're just trying to change their eating drastically all at once, and it doesn't work, okay? So, you know, it, it takes a different a different process. Um, okay, Goldie, 204, I wanna, I wanna get to you for a second. Okay, so your goal is to get to 165. Yeah, a perfect weight, all right. So let me talk about hunger, okay, and appetite. So again, people want to just get it taken away, but but what we want to do is you you have to understand we live in a world. Yo, know, and you're fasting for sixteen hours, okay? Yeah, and then someone says, "Please hypnotize me so I can stay on my intermittent fasting regimen." All right. Every time I fall into diet mentality, I derail. With PYT, it's happening at 0.6 pounds, but I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So Lulu, I'm going to start with you. You're in the program. And I just want to speak to this because it can be relevant to everyone anyways, is that um, the diet mentality, that's the biggest challenge. I mean, in essence, you're basically waking yourself up from the diet hypnosis you're in and you're re-hypnotizing yourself with the new, the PYT approach. Okay. And so it's a process. And so as we, you move through this process, what you're experiencing now is completely normal. This is, you know, 
you've been, the way we think about weight loss is so bonkers. It's so bonkers. You don't do this with anything else. Okay. If you're going to learn to play the piano, you wouldn't just say, I just want to learn to play the piano as quick as I can. Eight hours a day, eight hours a day. The second day you can't move your fingers. And that's what you're doing with weight loss. You're, you're doing it so quick that you can't keep it up. And so how do you get good at the piano? Well, you start practicing a half hour a day, but you practice consistently. That's how you start to grow and evolve and, and get better. Okay. So with the, with the weight loss, you have, if you, if you do realize that your mindset's the biggest challenge, you put my brain in anyone's body and we're going to start losing weight. Guaranteed. Because the way I think about weight loss, the way I've structured my lifestyle, the way I think about food, the eating strategies I have, the mindset that I've developed, and the hypnosis that I use to program my subconscious mind so I can follow the plans I want to follow, they're customized to me. Okay? And so the big this is a process of recognizing what your challenges are. So you're not even aware of them right now. They're mostly subconscious. So you move forward and then you come up against a challenge. I derail. Great. How do you derail? See, what most people, they, you have no awareness of any of this and you're all or nothing. You start a diet, you're good with it for a little while and then you're not doing it anymore. You can't get yourself to do it, okay? So for you, it's, it's important that you realize you're bouncing up against this diet mentality piece and then you derail. Great. How are you derailing? You're running a process. You're saying something to yourself. You're thinking about it in a certain way. You don't just get derailed. That's the beauty of, I, I, I think this is the beauty. Oh, thanks, for, thanks for the rose. I think this is the beauty of approaching it this way. That So right now you're so superstitious with your weight loss. You're either motivated and doing it 100% or you're not at all and you don't know how to do it. Okay? And so you have all this fear and this superstition wrapped up in your weight loss. Okay? So I tell you, oh, I'm getting derailed. I'm in this diet mentality and derailed. Great. Get on the call and let's talk about it. Let's get, find out specifically how you're derailing yourself because you're derailing yourself by the way you're thinking about it. And you're thinking about it that way because you have this experience. This is that diet trauma I was talking about. You've got these experiences in the past, maybe six times where you've dieted and um, where you've dieted and then you've lost some weight and then you got off track and you, and you did nothing different every one of those times. Okay. So it's important that you start questioning, how am I derailing myself? I promise you it's your thinking. Your thinking's like computer code and it's giving you the results you're getting. Okay. So please, if you can get on the call tomorrow, get on the call because we'll talk about this. And I promise you, we will have some insights into it. I guarantee you. And once you have those insights, you're going to understand how you derail yourself. And once you understand how you derail yourself, then you can stop it. But most people have no sense of what they're doing to derail themselves. They have no idea how they're thinking about this process that is sabotaging them. No awareness of this. You know, you're approaching your weight loss as if you're just this purely conscious creature. Tomorrow's Monday, I'm going to start my plan and I'm just going to follow it perfectly until it gets to my goal. No, you're not. You're not a robot. If you were a robot, think about how easy it'd be to lose weight. Just type in what you're going to eat all day and you would just eat it and then you'd be whatever weight you wanted to be. But the problem is you're a human. And so you can type in what you want to eat. And then when it comes time to eat that, part of you is saying, mm, I don't want to eat that. That's your subconscious mind. So you need to have some awareness of your subconscious mind. I, I, I don't know how, and I don't mean to say this just because I'm a hypnotist. How do you explain that you can't lose the weight? You want, I mean, I know you want to lose the weight as much as I know you think about it all the time. So why can't you stay on a plan? Why can't you keep eating well? What part of you is compelling you to eat the wrong stuff? How do you explain it? I think it's your subconscious mind. I think your subconscious mind is running programs, eating programs that have been installed into your subconscious mind without you being aware of it, 
Okay. Partly commercials, partly the culture, partly your own experiences. And now they just run on autopilot. And what you do when you want to go on a diet is you try and fight against these, these programs and it doesn't work for long because your willpower doesn't last that long. It's not meant to your conscious mind. The, the part of your mind that where the willpower is a prefrontal cortex is about 10% of your brain. The other 90% of your subconscious mind just running things on autopilot. That's a part of your mind that you cannot ride a bike for 50 years, get on it, and just ride it. You, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you realize just how powerful this part of your brain is. That's where all your eating behaviors are. So yeah, you want to start a diet and lose weight and your subconscious mind's like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what we do. And this is why you say, well, I'm going to stop eating ice cream tonight when I get it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to eat ice cream tonight when I sit on the sofa and watch TV. And then your subconscious mind says, hey, it's eight o'clock. Let's sit on the sofa and eat, watch, eat ice cream. And you say, no, I'm not going to do that. This is the experience you have, isn't it? Where you feel like you're fighting against yourself because you are, because you don't understand the nature of your mind. And so your whole approach to weight loss is to fight against your subconscious mind, to force it to act differently. And how does that work? You know, my approach is to transform your subconscious mind, to install new programs in that keep you at your goal weight and run on autopilot. I've been at the same weight pretty much for 30 years. There was one little blip 10 years ago. Um, and so it's been 30 years. So how do I do it? I'm not, I'm not hungry. I'm not dieting. Uh, I'm not miserable. <laughs> I don't really think about food all that much, right? I got put it on autopilot. I got structured eating. I just, I kind of just live my life and I'm at the weight I want to be at. And I programmed it in because I understand how my subconscious mind runs. And so I have everything I'm doing, I'm thinking in terms of programming my subconscious mind to do what I want it to do. And I didn't just do it. It's been a process and it will continue to be a process. I keep evolving and growing it and changing it, you know? So even, I'm going to call you Lulu on this, okay? Um, you're, you're still stuck in your old hypnosis, okay? And you got to let go of that to move into a new one. And sometimes that takes some effort. That's why in my program, I've got coaching, okay? So that I can help you do it. You're missing obvious things. Understand this. I like this one. Close one eye, see it. Look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye, look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes. Your brain pretty much deletes your nose from your awareness. It's not important to see it, okay? So it's helpful to have another person there helping you through the process, especially someone like myself who's done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. You know, I can see things that you can't see. And once I point them out, it becomes a lot easier to overcome them and resolve them. But if you can't see them, you can't fix them. All right. So Lula, I am not worried at all. Okay. And I want you to, to absorb some of my confidence for right now. Okay. And then if we can get on a call and talk, I, I promise you, you know, tomorrow, get on the call and within 10, 15 minutes, I will move you through this in a way that you don't have any sense as possible. I promise you. I've been doing this for 20 years. I turn people around, you know, because you're, you're literally in a state of hypnosis when you think about your weight. Like your weight is controlled by a hypnotic process that was primarily put there by the food companies and the diet companies. They're one and the same, but they've been put in there. So the way that you think about weight loss, the way you think about food is, is one way. And it's a way that probably keeps you overweight and unhealthy. And you can think about it completely different in a way that completely changes your eating and your behaviors so that you can weigh what you want. All right. Someone says, I really like what you say. I've heard you before. Super great. Now, Goldie, Goldie, Deb, I'm going to call you Deb. I don't, I don't know if it's Goldie or if it's Deb. Um, and anyone on here, go, go get, I, I, on my, in my bio, my description, you can go, I, I'll give you a free hypnosis session, right? It's a custom hypnosis session. It's a really good one. I, I love it. You know, I, I spent a lot of time making it. It's very, very specific. 
And so I just give it to you. You just put your name and email address in there, answer a couple of questions, um, and, and I send it out to you. You know, I, I'm going to help you out here. Okay. So again, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. That's why I do these lives. That's why I make these videos. That's why I give away that, that hypnosis session. And there's a training right after <laughs> that you can watch. I email you every day with some motivational stuff. It's all free. Okay. So, so if, if you're liking anything I'm saying here, please, everyone go do that. Okay. Because I promise you as, as discouraged as you may feel, as hopeless as you may feel about your weight, if you've been at it for 20, 30, 40 years, I promise you, because you, you now, the worst part of that whole process, is you think there's something wrong with you. And I promise you, it's not a you problem. How can I promise that to you? Because I've spent 20 years working with people who thought that, and it turned out it was just the programming they were running. It's the way they were thinking. It was the strategy they were following. And your strategy sucks. <laughs> your weight loss strategy just pure sucks. It's you trying to force yourself not to overeat. You're trying to micromanage all of your eating. You're not built that way. It's just, that's why it doesn't work. You know, imagine if you had to like remind yourself to breathe, we'd all be dead. <laughs> We're not built to remember things like that. We're not built to make decisions every moment, every moment of the day, make a food decision that's healthy. Like no way. And that just, it just reveals. And again, it's not, I'm not blaming you. I don't know why this isn't more well-known. I think the biggest psychological, <laughs> now I'm just a hypnotist, you know what I mean? So whatever, but I, I read, I read 50 books a year. I, I'm obsessed with psychology, weight mastery, health. I'm a yoga instructor. I mean, I'm obsessed with this stuff. And I think the biggest idea in psychology that's not out there is this concept of the conscious subconscious mind. And it's not like some super in-depth neuroscience explanation. It's a basic conscious subconscious mind dynamic that once you understand it, it reveals and explains a whole lot of things you've been experiencing that you can't explain because right now your explanation for why you can't lose weight is that, well, I don't have the willpower. I don't have enough willpower. That is not true. It's not true. Because <laughs> you've got willpower in other areas of your life, don't you? If you're raising kids, you got the willpower to take care of them and do whatever. If you got a job, you got the willpower to go to work every day when you don't feel like it. You've got willpower. The problem is not that you don't have willpower. I promise you. I promise you. The diets make you think that. Because the diets don't want you to lose weight. All right? But there's a real thing. Um, Goldie, Goldie says, how to show me how to get on a call the, the call. What I'm referring to is, is my program. We have, um, coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, that, that's the call I'm talking about. Um, do you have a book? I don't have a book right now, but I, I want to do that. What is uh, PYT? That's a program yourself. Then that, that's my program. Um, again, if you want, just, you can go click on that link in my bio and uh, go get that session. Once you get the session, it takes a little bit of time to process it, like 10 minutes. And I put a video up there. You can watch it's a training three steps to master your weight. Okay. Free. <laughs> um, and I, I would watch it if I were you, because it'll give you a complete kind of structure, a complete different structure to approach your weight mastery. And whether you buy into it or not, at least it'll be something different because can you guys even separate weight loss from dieting at this point? Can you even imagine losing weight in some way that isn't a diet? Probably not. It's it's like it, it's it, the diet friggin' industry. It's like this virus that's just like onto our brains. And now we can't even think straight about weight loss. We can't think about weight mastery. You know, weight mastery isn't even a term. That's why I always joke. I got like the number one weight mastery program on the planet. Now, is it the only weight mastery program on the planet? But uh, my program is extremely comprehensive because you're a comprehensive person. You're not just a, a you're not just willpower and forcing yourself to follow a plan. Come on, 
right? Stop it. Stop it. You know, it's much more, there's more to it than that, right? Your eating is the result of your habitual thinking, which leads to your habitual feelings, which leads to your habitual behaviors, which end up being your weight. And so I always say like people tend to think of like weight loss, like a bank account, like credits and debits, but your weight is much more like the stock market. There's a lot of different factors that are all influencing each other. And so to not understand any of those is, and again, it's like, well, I just want something quick. I just want to lose the weight. You got to stop saying that, you know, again, what, what, given the choice, and I don't know what you'll answer, but given the choice, what would you take to lose the weight as quickly as possible or for as long as possible, (laughs) which is a great description of you want to, you want to know like your conscious subconscious mind dynamic. It's like your, your conscious logical mind is saying as long as possible, but your gut and the feeling, the emotion is, I just want to lose as quick as possible. Right. And that's because all the diet is just aimed at your subconscious mind. And, uh, it's a literal trancher in when it comes to your weight, you know, oh my gosh, if I could not think about food, that would be huge. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, here's the thing, right? You, you can't not think about things, right? Your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. So what you're trying to do to lose weight is you're trying not to think about ice cream. You're trying not to think about cookies, right? But if I tell you, don't think about a banana, what are you thinking about? Right? So again, it's like without having any understanding of your subconscious mind, I, I, it's like, it's like if I wanted to create a plan that was going to keep people stuck at their weight and uh, make them feel motivated for a little bit and then ultimately fail, I would create a diet because they're fixated exactly on what you don't want to do, right? These diets are all focused on all the food you can't eat. And so subconsciously you're oriented to the exact thing you don't want to do. You know, it's like self-sabotage, self-torture. Makes no sense. So it's not so much that you don't think about food. It's that you could think about ice cream or cookies and you could maintain a state of indifference, you know, where you stay relaxed and calm, where you say, yeah, the ice cream tastes good for sure. However, 10 minutes after I'm finished, eh, mentally, physically, mental, emotionally, I feel kind of down. My, my ne- internal dialogue, it's all negative and I start beating myself up. Emotionally, I feel let down, frustrated, angry at myself, depressed, discouraged, you know? Physically, I feel kind of phlegmy, I feel kind of full. I don't really like like that feeling. And um, as you start to orient your subconscious mind food-wise to the consequence, right? So that's one of the main things I do with, with my clients is subconsciously orienting your focus on food from consumption the eating of it to the consequence of it. Not the consequence in three months of wait, but the consequence five minutes after you finish eating. There's a big old consequence that happens if you pay attention. You start beating yourself up. You feel like shit emotionally. That's usually right there. And what's happened through literally millions of food ads in your life is that you have been conditioned and programmed, hypnotized, if you will, to think about food primarily in terms of the eating of it right? How it tastes, how it feels to eat it. And that's basically you think in movies and that's the movie. It starts with looking forward to it, having it there. And then it ends with you with the last bite. You need to extend that movie by about 10 minutes. (laughs) That's where the secret is and start orienting yourself there. Right. And say, I don't like how that feels. I don't like how I feel after 10 minutes after, because you probably don't. And you probably don't even aware of this because you're not paying attention to that moment in time. I hadn't, I wasn't. And once I started paying attention, I was like, oh shit, I don't like how that feels. I don't want to feel that. So that was a big difference. When I try to rush the loss and cut my calories too much, my subconscious always wins that game. Yeah, yeah. Because again, when you, when you, if you, if you're just 
concerned about fast weight loss. I'm telling you, fast weight loss and long weight loss are two different things to your subconscious mind, all right? Um, so that's really important. Okay, Lewis says, thank you how to get on the call and how to get the session. I'll look on website. Um, yeah, so Lulu, don't worry about that session. You've got all the sessions in the program. The, how to get on the call is I'll, I'll send you an email. If you're not getting those emails, you got to let me know. Um, there's uh, And in the membership section, there's the office hours tab. Okay, so go into the membership site, go to the office hours and click on that link. And also let me know if you're not getting those emails. I'll make sure you're getting them. And if you haven't been getting them, I'll extend your, your access to those for a little while. Okay, but get on that call. I'm telling you, it'll be a game changer for you. I promise you. Um, show me how in your bio I haven't figured it out. Um, it should just be a link. If you can't get to it, it's programyourselfthin.com forward slash hypno, H-Y-P-N-O. Um, but in my bio, like on my my main page, it should be right, there should be a link right there. The little f fingers pointing to it and stuff. Oh, and can you hypnotize me to go to the gym three times a week? <laughs> yeah, so uh, can't see the link. Is it only for USA? Oh, that's weird. I don't know why that link's not showing up. Yeah, if a person moderator could check that out and see if that's not showing up i checked it out before let me look real quick actually because i'm getting curious about that you never know sometimes things happen so that might have popped out no it's there it's showing up there anyways so yeah if you go to my bio like um it, it, that link should be there to get your free session and uh it, like i said if, if you don't see it right just write this down program yourself com forward slash hypno and if uh the person watching this, if they could type that in the, the comment for people to see, that'd be great, actually. Um, I want to live at my goal weight on near autopilot. All right. That's what I'm talking about, right? It feels good to say that, right? And so, you know, right off the bat, that, that time frame is so much longer, you know? That's one of the biggest gifts you could give yourself if you're really serious about losing weight, and I know you are, is to start saying you want to master your weight. You want to live at your goal weight on near autopilot. Why is that so much more effective, by the way? Let's talk about this because there's a hypnotic reason. And once you start understanding this, it changes everything. You're, again, I can't stress this enough. The number one reason you're struggling with your weight is because your subconscious programming is to be overweight. And so you keep fighting against it instead of reprogramming it. I, I can't make it any more simple than that. And I promise you it's true. <laughs> I promise you it's always true. And now listen, some people got physical challenges than other people. So, so there, there is a physical reality to the world. It's not all just mindset, but it's 90% mindset. <laughs> it really is. Um, so what, um, I don't want to talk about. Yeah. So, so when, when we say I want to lose weight, what's happening is you're referencing your overweight self, right? When you say, I just want to lose the weight. You're referencing yourself being overweight. And then you're doing this thing where it's like, I just want to lose that weight. So there's no clear image in your mind. You're, you, you don't understand this, but your weight loss process fundamentally has been one of what you don't want. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to keep eating those foods. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop doing that, right? So it's all based around what you want to stop doing. And the difference is with this is when you start articulating what you do want. And so it starts right with a goal. I know you've been saying to yourself ad nauseum constantly, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose the weight. Oh, I just want to lose the weight. And you keep saying that, but think about it. It just, it keeps referencing you being overweight, right? And not only just physically overweight, the you that thinks like an overweight person feels like an overweight person is an overweight person. And you're always referencing that. As soon as you start saying, I want to live at my goal weight on near autopilot, 
that's a different image in your mind. Is it not? <laughs> Are you not making a different image in your mind right now when I say it? Say to yourself, I want to lose weight and think about what you're thinking about and then think to yourself, I want to live at my goal weight on near autopilot. Now that's just the first step. What if you started saying, I want to live at my goal weight and I want to have a lot of energy and I want to feel good inside and out. I want to feel a sense of certainty and success when it comes to mastering my health and my weight. I want to grow old with lots of mobility and independence. I want to be able to play with my grandkids. I want to walk around more and feel alive. I want to drink water so my body's hydrated and thriving. It, it never ends. You, you see what I mean? Like when you keep on articulating what you want, it's very appealing to your subconscious mind. You know, but what you're saying is, I got to stop eating ice cream. If I could just stop eating ice cream, I could do this. If I could just stop thinking about all the delicious foods that I'm thinking about, if I could stop eating about pizza and ice cream and cakes and cookies and stop, you know, being fat, I just want to stop being overweight. You hear the difference, <laughs> right? It's you're literally, you're programming yourself to stay stuck at your weight because you keep focusing on all the things that keep you overweight. I, I know it sounds too simple to be true, um, but it is, <laughs> it just is. Uh yeah. So yeah, let me see here. Oh yeah. So if, uh, yeah, if HLK, if you could share that link anyway, you could do that. I don't know if you're listening to this right now. Um, yeah. So, you know, so, so the medicines again, oh, let's, let's talk about going to the gym for a second, right? Even the gym. Um, and listen, like going, working out is like one of my challenges, right? So I, I've always, so here's just one other thing I would suggest for you to lose weight is to focus more on your strengths. You know, so again, a lot of times with the weight, you're focusing on fixing your weaknesses, but mathematically, it's a lot more effective to focus on your strengths. All right. So you don't have to fix everything all at once. I think that's the biggest mistake people make with weight loss is you're starting day one, trying to be absolutely perfect and you're overwhelming yourself, right? You're just doing way too much too soon and anything else in life. Tell me, write something. What else in life do, would you start day one, like going a hundred percent being perfect. Like what, what else? I, I don't, I can't even think anything. What? Like, you know what I mean? I'm talking about like, like playing an instrument, learning a language, learning any sort of skill, wanting to dance, uh, learning to sing, <laughs> learning to write. You want to write anything you want to do in your life. Like the, the idea that you're going to start day one being perfect and just maintain that is, is weird. It would be so weird to think that. Right. But when it comes to weight loss, you think that. And it's because you think it's a primarily conscious experience where you just need to force yourself to do it. And, and I just can't tell you how wrong that is. What's really more accurate to say is that you need to learn how to think and live as a thin person. And it's a process of learning. And if you look at anything in your life that you have learned, the most important piece of that process is the mistakes and creating a feedback loop. You need to do something, find out if it's working or not, and then adjust. And that's how you've learned every single thing in your life. But when it comes to weight loss, there's none of that. There's the plan and you following it perfectly. And when you make a mistake, it becomes usually for people evidence that there's something wrong with you, that you've got no willpower. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So I get on here and I try and tell that to you, you know, 
but you're in a trance, you know, like, uh, again, I don't, I don't say this to be rude, but it's just, you're just in a trance with the weight loss. And so I'll say all this stuff, but it'll fade. That's why I say, go get my session because it's not even the session will be helpful to you. And then you should watch the training, but then you'll get emails every day just to keep this stuff fresh in your mind. You, you need, I always joke about this as a hypnotist. I thought I was going to hypnotize people to help them lose weight. I didn't realize I'm going to have to wake them up out of their trances to lose weight. That's a way more accurate description. All right. So you need to kind of get yourself in a situation where you have new programming coming at you because that's how you operate. How have you learned anything in life? You know, you got to learn things like <clears throat> what's what's important to notice. Right. In, in it's probably the world. I don't know. But America, anyways, our school system is really oriented around theoretical knowledge, which is conscious knowledge. So the difference between like your whole high school career, you know, unless you went to like a trade school. But if you went to like, you know, the typical academic high school, it was learning theories, ideas, concepts, okay? So as an adult, you can understand how to lose weight very easily. It's very obvious to you. But real learning is what you did in elementary school, learning how to write. That's real learning. <laughs> how did you learn how to write and read? You didn't just someone tell it to you, you kept reinforcing it. You kept practicing it. That's kind of how you have to think about learning to be thin. You may not like that or not. I don't know, but at least you know it now. And you're not trying to do that when you try and lose weight. You're not trying to learn shit. You're trying to follow a plan, which gets us to the, the mantra of the, the dieter is, I know what I need to do. I just got to get myself to do it. No, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to motivate yourself. If you did, you'd motivate yourself and you'd be doing it, right? So you got to stop thinking you know what to do. You got to stop thinking the only missing piece is the, the meal plan, <laughs> that you just need some magical meal plan that's going to change anything. The meal plan's not the problem. The problem is it's you have to practice thinking, feeling, and acting different, right? So in my program, it's like it's like the first piece of the mindset piece then the lifestyle piece, and then the eating piece. Now they're all customized around you because you're a unique little snowflake. How about you honor yourself? You could take some plan, someone who's never met you, someone who has no idea about you at all, and you're going to take their meal plan and just what? You're just going to follow it? Why? It's not for you. You know? Come on. But when people are emotional, they'll, they'll do anything, you know? And that's what's happening with the weight loss is that it's such an emotional experience for you that uh, you make irrational emotional decisions. Oh, you're welcome, Scarlett. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad this knowledge is helpful because like I said, at th this point, what I can do is, I, I hope I'm giving you a sense of hope. <laughs> I know sometimes I think I'm, I'm sounding so negative and I don't, I don't mean to do that. I mean, my goal is to help you live at your goal weight. But the first step to that is to realize you are 100% on the wrong path. The dieting is 100% wrong path. So, I mean, that's gotta be, it's got to be said, you know, um, it just has to be. Cause if you don't know it's broken, you can't fix it, you know? And unfortunately I know what you think. You think you're broken. You think you're the problem, you know? So th that's where I'm coming at. I, I know you're sitting there thinking you're the problem that there's something wrong with you. That's why you can't eat better. You know, and it's not true. The problem is you got a shitty program that you didn't even put there. It was put there by the culture mostly. And your experiences. I mean, these foods are like drugs at this point. Do you understand that? You know, literally like drugs. They did a thing, right? So it's like back in the 70s, they wanted to do obese um, research. And so they needed obese mice. And they said, 
guess what? It's hard to make an obese mouse. They, they have a natural tendency to kind of manage their, balance their energy. So they struggled to get these mice to be obese. And so um, what they said is one day a guy brought a, he got to the supermarket and some of the food had spilled out of the, the bag and the mice just kept eating it. Right. And so this was, they called this the supermarket diet. And that for a while was how they got mice to be obese. They served them human. They, they, the word for this, by the way, is hyperpalatable. I got to do a thing on this because you should, you should see what you're up against. You, you don't see what you're up against. Um, with the food companies, you know, I'll give you an example, a way to look at them is that it's, uh, Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, someone says fascinating info. I appreciate that. You know, that means a lot to me. It, it really does. Yeah, you're the man. This is resonating. I'm, I'm so glad. You know, that that's why I'm doing this. Because um, just so you know, a little bit of my background, my father died of a heart attack at 54, right? I was nine years old. My brother was six. And as you can imagine, that was the most traumatic thing that happened. Now, he was, you know, technically obese. He wasn't morbidly obese, but he was obese, unhealthy lifestyle, knew his heart was in trouble. He was... Yeah, like gout, he had, he had all sorts of kind of issues, you know, health issues that were clearly reflective of, of lifestyle and the eating. Um, now it was the 84, people didn't know stuff that they know now necessarily, but he couldn't change it, you know what I mean? And um, so to me, weight loss isn't really just about like looking good in a bathing suit. To me, like this is life and death stuff. You know, I think of it, to me, it's like, I think of him sometimes as like died of like a drug overdose, you know, like, like someone might think of that. I think of it like a food overdose in a way. Um, and so getting back to the the food, what we're up against, you know, it's really been about 50 years since the 70s, the number of overweight and obese people have, uh, the number of, of overweight and obese people has doubled in the last 50 years. So how has this happened, right? Genetics haven't changed that much, you know, so how has this happened? And I think it's very clear that it's a combination of factors. The big ones though, I think, is that, yeah, I'm going to talk about the hyperfallible and the food scientists because it all really started in the 70s, in my opinion. This is when you really have to start with the cigarettes. <laughs> now, they might have got here anyways, but anyways, the cigarette companies had been sitting on the information that their cigarettes caused lung cancer, and they sat on the information for decades, and they not only sat on the information, but then they flood the zone with lots of confusing stuff so people don't know what the hell to think. And long story short is that by the seventies, they saw the writing on the wall. They said, okay, th this is going to come out. We got to start divesting, get into other stuff. So guess what they got into? You're never going to guess <laughs> food, right? They got into food and they began to use a lot of their strategies of marketing and product creation that were very cigarette like. If you've never watched, what's that movie called? Um, with Russell Crowe, where he was the, the cigarette scientist, right? Um, if you ever seen that one, he, it was called The Insider, I think. But so it's all about how the, what the cigarette companies were doing. And, and they were doing all sorts of stuff. But the one that always sticks in my head is they were putting ammonia in the cigarettes because it helped the tobacco be absorbed faster in your blood, which makes it more addictive. And so he was a scientist that literally worked at the cigarette companies trying to get them to become as addictive as possible. So they brought that same mindset into the food. Okay. Now again, I'm not just blaming that because that was the same time they came up with high fructose corn syrup. And I think that's a, the part of it. But- I think that it was this cigarette-ish type of way of being with the food and, um, and the advertising and the products that they're creating. And so 
I look at these foods, the hyper palatable foods, I literally look at them, I, I think of them as food cigarettes because I think we're living in a time right now that's very similar to like the 50s, 60s with the cigarettes where, because if you remember, no one was equating, when I was growing up, no one equated cigarettes with lung cancer. A hundred years ago, no one even thought cigarettes were unhealthy, right? And so it, it's like they were just as addictive, but to try and quit a cigarette when you didn't even think it was unhealthy, that makes it way harder. So to look at the foods now and to realize that we're, I think we're in that stage where we're right before all the evidence is going to start coming out about just how damaging and deadly these foods that we're subsisting on are for us. And I think the food companies are sitting on it and I think they're flooding the zone with all sorts of bullshit studies because what if most people are stuck? I don't know what to do. Well, last week I heard wine was good for me. Now I heard it's bad. Last week I heard carbs are good for me. Now I heard it. Now, I don't know because a confused mind is a stuck mind and does nothing. Okay. And so I think this is an intentional tactic they're using. They did it with the cigarettes. And I think they're doing the exact same thing with the food, but it's up to you. You have got to see through that and you've got to see the real impact of this foods on our bodies. So that's why I say, you know, to me, the motivation to lose weight, if you just want to look better, you're probably going to struggle with your weight forever because the motivation to want to look better is extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. It hasn't worked for you and it's probably not going to. Okay. So I think you need to orient yourself to your longevity, your quality of life while you're living those years, your personal development, who you want to live as, who you want to be in this lifetime, right? We get one life here, supposedly, right? So how do you want to live? How long you want to live, right? Who do you want to be while you're living? Who do you want to be? You know, these are the questions that I think start to unleash a lot more motivation for this process, you know, and the idea, I just want to look better. Why? What do you think is going to happen if you're a size X? X, what do you think is going to happen? You think the whole world's going to be, oh my God, you, you look, you're amazing. You, oh my God, look at you. That's not what happens. You know, people will comment on it for a little bit and then they don't give a shit and they don't want to think about it because they're overweight and whatever. No one's mentioned my weight. <laughs> you know what I mean? I still look like I look. I'm thinner now. I don't mean to bust your bubbles. <laughs> I don't mean to do this, but I'm just, this I'm trying to give you that little smack because the wanting to look better is not enough motivation. If, if it hasn't worked yet, why do you think it's ever going to work? You think as you get older, you're going to care more about how you look? <laughs> you know what you're going to care about more as you get older? Functional aspects of your body. Can I be independent? Can I walk? Can I go and do things? That's what you're going to care about as you get older. I promise you, because I have calls all the time with people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, still worried about their weight, still still having to deal with the real effects now. If you think, oh shit, I want to wear a bikini to the, the beach. If, if that didn't motivate you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that's a normal thing. But what's coming down the path is I can't walk. Um, I might live less years. I might die years earlier than I need to because I can't stop eating this shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, again, I don't mean to go down this path, but I mean, you've got to look at things honestly. You know what I mean? Like, like with yourself. And, and this is the first thing because the food companies have us literally hypnotized. You know, I, I can't stress this enough. You know, they're, they're feeding us shit and poison and we we think it's, we, we love it. You know, why? Because we can't see it for what it is. There's physiological reasons too, by the way. This hyper palatable food is turning, you know, again, listen, <laughs> cocaine and heroin have pretty bad marketing, but um, a lot of people want to do it. So that's a purely physiological thing. So the food's the same thing. I mean, they're hypopalatable foods. On top of that, they're salt, sugar, fat. It's all the things that cause the dopamine releases in our brain. It's the things we, we love in life. They've hyper created these 
products to be addictive, you know, in addition to the marketing. But, you know, if you can see it for what it is, it makes the process a lot easier. I eat 1200 calories per day and try to eat more without gaining weight. How do I do that? And try to eat more without gaining weight. Um, the way you do that is, is calorie density. You all, if you, if you don't know about calorie density and volume of food, that's your royal road. That's the secret. That's how you can eat more food, feel completely satisfied and lose weight. Okay. Fiber is your friend. Fiber is probably the most important weight loss ingredient that exists. Um, remember the chip commercials can't stop eating them. Yeah. Yeah. Bet you can't eat just one. Right. Remember they said that I say, ah, you win the bet. I'm not going to try them. <laughs> a confused mind is a stuck mind. Yes. Right. Right. Um, and that's what they're doing to us. So, and then the diets are on top of it. That's why they own these diets. <laughs> if you haven't heard me say this, I say it every single time because this word needs to get out. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Um, uh, Slim Fast was owned by the company that owns Ben and Jerry's, Unilever. Uh, the company that owns Atkins Food Products is the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon understand these diets are literally and it's the most insidious shit because it's like here they are we're looking to them for solutions and it's the wolf in sheep's clothing routine it's the worst and it makes me crazy so i think a good paradigm shift is to start thinking about these processed food companies as cigarette companies i think that's a more accurate way to think about them i'm not saying they want to kill you but i'm also saying they don't give a shit if they are killing you with their products because they just want to sell their products and so that's whose food you love and are supporting take do with that what you will um but but that's the truth of the matter so anyways all right i gotta get out of here i gotta do a call but um thank you so much everyone again if you're if you're listening to this and you want to take this a step further go to my bio and um and uh get get that hypnosis session do you recommend anything to help with menopause in regards to weight loss yeah absolutely um i think anytime i work with someone menopause hormonal issues metabolic disorders um, I, I think it's, it's the same thing for everyone, but I think it's extra important for you is the lifestyle piece. You know, the truth is you don't know how much of it that it's menopause and how much of it's a lifestyle piece. And I'm not saying that all of a sudden you've been eating the same way and you're putting more weight on. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I am saying that the lifestyle piece, what do I mean? Lifestyle, your sleeping, your hydration, your relaxation, your breathing, your nourishment, your movement, meditation, gratitude. So these are integral parts of my program because they are impacting your body more than menopause is. So if, if clean those up first, and once you get those clean, then you'll have a clearer idea of how much it's the menopause and how much is the lifestyle. So that would be my suggestion to you. All right. Because I've made a career out of, <laughs> I've made a career out of helping menopausal women and postmenopausal women lose weight. You know, if, if you know, I have a page where I have all, all my testimonials, it's all these women I've interviewed and they're, you'll notice a pattern. They're all in their fifties, sixties, and uh, they've all lost weight. Okay. So, so don't let that menopause thing that that's, again, it's another suggestion. That's bullshit. It's a, it's a limiting belief. And I promise you what has, there's a saying that, um, this isn't exactly menopause, but it's, it's related, but there's a saying that, um, you know, genetics loads the gun and lifestyle pulls the trigger. And I think it's kind of the similar thing with menopause that don't let that be that defining factor. Cause there's so many other things you can do again, lifestyle wise that will impact the same things that menopause is impacting. And so, um, yeah, that would be my suggestion to you. All right, everyone, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Go check out my link. I got some new videos coming up I think you'll love, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you very much, everyone.